Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 46 of our podcast. I'm Janet Lozano, and I'm your host today. And I am so excited that Therese Griffin is my guest today. I first met Therese in 2014 when Matt and I were invited to Global Awakening School of Ministry to teach about Unbound. Therese was attending the school, and she was an intern that year. And one of her responsibilities was just to assist Matt and I. And it was as we had dinner together that I remember Therese full of questions as well as enthusiasm. And I felt a connection with her, a connection that has since developed into friendship. As you listen to Therese's story, you're going to hear a story of zeal for God's kingdom, hunger for more of Him and a heart of compassion for the lost and the hurting. So welcome to our podcast today, Therese. Thank you so much for having me. I really am honored to be part of your podcast, listening to your previous guest. It really is an honor to be invited. So thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I would say I went to Global Awakening. I was an online student first and then an on-site student in that second year when I met you and Matt. And it was probably the best personal investment in me uh, that I ever did. I'm excited to hear that uh, Encounter Ministries also has a school that's uh, local and international. And they have a summer school that's going on at this time, too. So that's exciting. And I have three sons that are grown and a daughter-in-law and an expanding family, and that's exciting. Currently, I'm a physical therapist, uh, but my favorite thing is to just minister to people on the streets and watch God move on people and see their faces light up and to see lies broken about what they thought God thought of them and what God really thinks about them. So that's really fun. Awesome. So. You were receiving so much at Global. What was it about Unbound that jumped out at you at that time? Uh, I think the simplicity of, of Unbound, it's so much easier to just categorize uh, within the four steps. Of course, the fifth step is the Father's blessing. But within the four steps, when you're hearing the person's story, you kind of know where you want to put things. And then it makes it easier, I feel, to listen to Holy Spirit. Randy Clark. Uh, has a similar version. He has 10 steps. And I just remember thinking, I can't remember all these steps. But the beauty of Unbound was that steps of his steps one through five are pretty much your interview and then faith and repentance. And once I could categorize all that, it was easier for me to just focus on the person and listen. But I think the, the most outrageous thing about Unbound was you and Matt generously offered time to minister to the students after you gave your instruction. 
And I remember sitting there watching and the person you were ministering to, and when you gave the command prayer, I guess the best way to describe it was if you've ever seen those shrunken apple faces, and and when you <laughs> gave the command prayer, it's like her face unfolded because I couldn't figure wow. out what I was seeing. It was like her eyes became bigger behind her glasses, and it was like her face unfolded, and and her skin shade literally became one shade lighter. And I'm like, what is this magic you possess? It was just like <laughs> so amazing. And so I had the opportunity, of course, as a as a fellow student to to follow her a week later. I'm like, okay, what is different? I mean, we've had, like you said, we've had people from all over the world come and minister to us as students, pray for us, give impartation. But this was ridiculous. And then I was just so <laughs> fascinated with what happened. I snuck into Matt's session and I sat down in the back and I'm watching Matt do his thing, you know, and had the opportunity to sit and talk to him because what he was saying, I wasn't, I wouldn't have thought to answer those questions and uh, just yours and Matt's and, and Neil's as well, just as I've gotten to know you, your humility and servant heart in Unbound and how you partner uh, with the love of God and what he wants to do, just that humility opens you up for how you minister and um, mm. just gently create a safe place for people to say, I think, things in their heart that they don't even want to face themselves. And because right. you partner with that Holy Spirit comforter, um, it it allows them to say, you know what, I want this place in my heart healed and I want this brokenness to be met. And um, I'm going to choose today to allow that to happen. Wow. That's uh, so amazing that you remember even the woman's facial expression and how she, how she looked. That was seven years ago. And yeah. that imprint seems to still be on your heart. And I know for me, that is always the most joyful moment is getting to see what freedom looks like on a person's face or uh, as they express it, you know, out of their heart. It's just, it's really amazing. It is life-changing for the person. It and it's, it's just food for my soul, you know. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It was like, okay. And I mean, I immediately, like after you guys left, I'm like, all right, when is their next training? I have to go, you know, and I, I went up there in November and I, that's when I met Neil and I was just like so hungry to experience it. And I remember driving to two different chapters of Unbound just so I could get as much as I could. It was just so amazing. That's great. So how has Unbound impacted you personally? Um, I, I remember when I wanted to become part of the Maryland chapter and uh, it makes sense, obviously, to to go through a ministry session yourself. And I mean, when I was in the ministry session, I really kind of had two hats on it. I didn't feel at that time that I had anything major that I needed to deal with. So it was kind of like walking through the ministry session. But at the same time, I was like, okay, if I was ministering, you know, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. But I remember there was one time where uh, Holy Spirit really grabbed hold of me and I wanted to be authentic and I wanted to renounce or forgive. I can't remember what it was, but I couldn't do it. And just the beauty of the ministers, how, you know, they chipped around the outside and then they came back. And I remember when they came back and asked me to forgive or renounce, 
in my mind, I was like, I don't, why is it easier now when just one minute ago I couldn't do it with integrity? It was just really interesting how God chips away at that and meets those little broken pieces until you allow him to get to the very vulnerable part of your heart. And, and, and I didn't really notice anything major, you know, after that session. What I did notice is from that moment on, you know, once you say, Holy Spirit, I choose to have this freedom and I choose to continue to, to gain more freedom that I have access to. Um, I remember walking in from my garage into my house and just that quickly, Holy Spirit said, I want you to forgive this person. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, no, it's another hour and a half session, you know, that I had just had. But actually, it was like 2.5 seconds and it was over. And I would, I would say, and I tell people I minister to at the end, too. It's like I do this five-stepper process like daily because you come across people where there's times that Holy Spirit just brings up things. And it's like, you know what? You know you want to get rid of it. Let's just get rid of it, you know. And so you just walk through those steps and just access that freedom. That's awesome. Can I mention this about when you were talking about global and how this was different? Because mm-hmm. this uh, came to mind. One, one of the things that I, I really value about Unbound as well is anytime, anytime I can help a fellow son or daughter to comprehend and understand that they have the same power and authority that Jesus did, I am all about it. And I love that about Unbound because when we minister, um, I typically toward the end of the session, I'll consistently hear the participants say, oh, I don't know why, but this just came to mind. And that's Holy Spirit. And that's them recognizing that Holy Spirit's speaking to them. And, and so at the end of the session, I'll always say, remember when you said this, you are hearing from God. You had the same ability to break free of these strongholds and to, you know, command the enemy to go, um, just like the ministers did. You don't have to wait until an unbound session. You can access it every day. And I love giving out those bookmarks because it has the five steps right on it. Mm-hmm. They can just like walk through it, especially once you, once you choose to say that Holy Spirit uh, will consistently bring up things like the next day. It's like, oh, you know, let's, let's clean house today about this or that. So. I I love I love having sons and daughters be empowered and to know that they have that power to access it for everything that Jesus died that that we could have access to that. That is really wonderful because I think so many people struggle with number one, I don't hear from God, mm-hmm. and number two, with thinking they don't have that authority as a child of God for their own lives. And so you just do a wonderful job, it sounds like, of of encouraging people in that and letting them know, really teaching them about the authority that they that they do have over their own lives. And that is just such an important key. Yeah. um, Yeah. To to people really taking hold of this as their tools. Yeah. Not just something that someone else can minister to them with, but something that they have as a tool for their own life. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because things are going to happen the next day. Things happen as soon as they leave the session. We come across people, we encounter people, you know, and so just to 
to keep having access to that freedom is so important. Do you have some, maybe one or two fun testimonies that you'd like to share with us? I know you shared a, a really fun one at our leadership conference a couple of years ago. And I've, I'm particularly blessed by the way you just carry this uh, in your everyday life, in the streets, in the marketplace. I wonder if you have any testimonies that you might like to share something. Yeah, I did want to revisit that because I didn't think I told this part about about when I ministered at the methadone clinic, and I did want to share. I had just come from one of the conferences, a Freedom in Christ conference, and uh, I was getting up the next day for about five years. There were a team of us that went to our local methadone clinic, and it was easy. It it was patterned after uh, a friend of mine who's a pastor who drives to this major methadone clinic down in Baltimore. He has a truck. He and then just he has iced tea in the summer and he has coffee in the winter. And he just goes down there and loves on people and, and meets them wherever they are if they want prayer or maybe they just want coffee. But anyway, we had, we had done that at our local clinic every Saturday for probably five years. And there was this man that, that came up and he was marching toward our tent. And I just went out to greet him and I said, hey, you know, would you like a cup of coffee? You know, and anger, he's like, no, I want, to, I want prayer. I want to get rid of anger. And as I've said before, I literally in my heart said, ooh, step into my parlor. And I had driven there to the methadone clinic that morning saying, you know what, God, this is all fine and well. You know, Freedom in Christ Conference, great. You go to our church, get prayer, great. You know, that's what people do. But what about those people that won't step into church? What does this look like if I did it on the streets? And and as I drove there, this man showed up that very that very Saturday. And so I just had him sit in our fold-out camping chair, and he sat next to me, and uh, we prayed through his anger. But but this is the thing that struck me that was so interesting. He was very blonde. His eyebrows were blonde. His eyelashes were blonde. His skin was pale. And in my mind, I thought, well, of course your skin is pale. You're, you're just very blonde. But what struck me was he. I saw him two weeks later, and when he walked up to me, he said, I've been looking for you. He said, ever since you prayed with me, my anger is gone and my girlfriend is staying with me. But the thing that I noticed the most was that he had color in his cheeks. And I realized the strongholds that he had in his life was literally sucking the life out of him. And it was just amazing to see life in his face, like life in his being. There was just, there was this amazing belief system. And, And he said to me, he goes, you know what? I'm going to get off these drugs and I'm going to live my life. And I thought, because God had freedom from anger, like in my mind, I'm comparing drugs and anger, right? But for this man, anger apparently had been such a stronghold in his life that now he had hope and a vision that his life could look differently because what God had done for him. And I was just blown away by that connection that he made, like, it's possible I can have a life and it doesn't have to look like what it's looked like before. And so that was, that was really amazing. I, I don't have another, I, I will lead teams to do ministry at new age fairs. And what we'll do is we'll just go to a new age fair and we'll hang banners that say spiritual readings, which is prophecy spiritual cleansings, which is deliverance, physical healings. And people just come because they're fascinated 
buyer tents, but that's what they'll start. And what happens is the love of God starts expanding outside of the tents. And I remember this one year we were at this festival and we had people from workshops that were giving new age workshops. And after their participants would come, they said, we don't know what's going on over at that tent, but we hear that it's really good. You should go check that tent out. And we actually had people move their tents across from where we were ministering because the traffic was so heavy and we had so many people (laughs) coming in our tent. And I just loved it because that's the love of God. It just like expands and expands and expands. But I wanted to uh, just talk about meeting people where they are. I know that I was ministering one time at um, Heart of the Father. And I was getting irritated in my spirit because this guest was not moving it along at the speed I felt like they should move it along. (laughs) And Jesus came beside me and literally says to me, really? Because I thought it was about me today. And in that moment, (laughs) I'm like trying to repent to Jesus while I'm still listening to this person's story and writing down what's going on. I mean, it was just a hot mess. And when, when I'm in these situations, I love how Heart of the Father constantly reminds us the goal is to love the person in front of you. It is not yes. to help them get freedom. It is not to clear out their life. It is to love the person in front of you in the journey really where they are. And so I remember there's this one woman that came into the tent. I wasn't ministering to her, but I had team members that shared this story later. And and she came in. She drove three hours actually from her home to where the the festival was and she wanted prayer for her shoulder she had pain in her shoulder and as jesus healed her all of a sudden her stomach started hurting and she said wow the power of your god is very strong i can tell because i serve several gods and when my stomach hurts i know that they're being active and the team starts ministering her to her saying you know, Jesus is a jealous God and he wants only you. And he doesn't want to share you with anyone else. And this woman said, well, I'll have to think about it because I serve several and I don't know if I want to get rid of them and only serve one. And that team just loved her where she was because you know, that's the beauty of free will, right? That that God gives us an invitation. He doesn't make us love him. And we have the option to love and serve only him or love and serve other things. But she was so impressed. She actually came back. She drove home to Virginia three hours. She came back from Virginia the next day and brought her family. And uh, they ministered to her again. And then I don't know what her situation was, but I really appreciate that the team loved her where she was and allowed God actually just to introduce her to Jesus. And then the responsibility of that relationship, of course, is on Jesus, on Jesus and her. So that was an interesting uh, encounter when you're in New Age fairs. It certainly is. (laughs) (laughs) So you helped Matt take Unbound to the United Kingdom in 2019. Yes. Is there a highlight or two from that that you could share with us? Yes, I was 
I was inspired by the two women that hosted the conferences for their first conference. They raised and trained so many teams and ministered to so many in the conferences. I was just like, these women know no fear. They literally swung for the fences and, and it was incredible. I think one of my favorite times in that was when we had the opportunity to go to a seminary and minister to the priest there. And Matt gave a one-day conference and um, offered Unbound to the priest. And what was so beautiful was, was when we had Mass later that day, I remember, I remember these priests and the men that were serving up front as we were singing a song, these guys were literally trying not to break out in a full dance. I mean, they were just like, <laughs> they were trying to, you know, be in their presentation, but they were like dancing on their feet and everything. And I'm like, you guys are hilarious. Like, they just wanted to like, you know, dance around the whole room. And I thought, this is so amazing. And I had a priest come up to me and he said, you didn't minister to me personally, but thank you so much for bringing Unbound. Every day I have a certain responsibility that I'm required to do. And every day I have believed the lie that I was inadequate to perform this responsibility. And today of all days, they asked me to do that responsibility. And I had no fear. And it was amazing. I mean, there was just such freedom and joy in these men's faces. It was amazing. And I was just so, I was just so blessed by how, and all of us do this, right? We grow up with things and lies we believe through authority figures, whether they're adults or neighbors or teachers or, you know, our playmates. And we believe these lies. And despite believing these lies, these men get up there every day and serve. And there's a shortage of priests in Europe. And I remember thinking, this is so inadequate. Like there was this part of me that rose up of injustice. It's like, we need to like buy a semi and we need to break it up into three ministry rooms and have adoration at the back end. And we just need to drive through these towns in Europe because these priests can't even come to retreat because they're serving multiple parishes. And so they can't even come to get met and refreshed. And and here, seeing these men after one 45-minute session with such freedom and and they can't even access it, you know? And so I just wanted to say that because I felt like that might be a word for someone today. I wanted to say, if God has put that on your heart, he's, he's putting it on your heart and come into agreement with what God wants to do. Buy that semi, buy the lorry, <laughs> go through, go through Europe, bring Unbound and minister to Pete, just drive through these neighborhoods and have like pop-up Unbound mobile units. I just feel like that's a thing that needs to happen. So if you're doing it, I just bless you in Jesus' name to like have that dream manifest in your heart. <laughs> well, that's that zeal that I <laughs> talked about in the beginning. That I feel like Therese is someone that will go anywhere at any time to, to help someone break the power of the enemy and, and hear the truth about how much the Heavenly Father loves them as, as their child. Yeah, absolutely. And I understand that in the United Kingdom, uh, when you went with Matt, that was your first opportunity to teach Unbound as well, which was a little bit of a surprise to you. 
So I, I, I feel like you are a teacher that you teach even as you're just ministering to people. You do an incredible job, just as you've shared the stories this morning of, of teaching people about who they are, the authority that they have, and, and helping them to take hold of that. And so your testimonies, your life, Therese, is just a real blessing to me. And I really do uh, so appreciate the friendship that the Lord um, has allowed us to have through getting to know each other with Unbound. So Amen. Thank, yeah, thank it's you, been, Therese. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been so good. I appreciate you. Well, this is the the last podcast for this season, and it's been just such a joy to be with Therese and all of you today. And we look forward to beginning again with our podcasts in the fall. So God bless you, Therese, and all of those who are listening. Thank you, you too. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt. Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20